Let me just pop in here and give you a quick content warning. This episode discusses themes of sexual assault that were discussed in the chapter. Uh, so if that's an issue for you, feel free to skip this episode and come back and, and give us a listen to the next one. Uh, so yeah, just want to let you guys know, here's the episode. This is Fantasy Book Club. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. I'm Colton Pratt. And I'm Sydney Lyerly. Fantasy Book Club is an internet's book club. Just by listening, you're a member of our club. Uh, we are currently reading through Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson. Uh, this week, we read chapters 5 and 6. Next week, we're going to be re- reading chapters 7, 8, and 9. So uh, be ready for that. Uh, read those chapters. We'll remind you at the end of this episode that those are the chapters we're going to be reading. Alrighty. So we're going to get right into things. So the first thing we have is uh, Sydney's chapter, chapter five. Yes. So she's going to go ahead and give us a quick summary. But first, I want you to read, do a, do a quick Sydney's dramatic reading of <laughs> uh, the opening of this chapter. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Here's a dramatic reading. This will complicate things, Basher thought, standing in the shadows atop the wall that enclosed the court of gods. What's wrong? Nightblood asked. So the rebels actually sent a princess. Doesn't change your plans. Basher waited, watching, as a new queen's carriage crept up the incline and disappeared into the palace's maw. What? Nightblood demanded. Even after all of these years, the sword reacted like a child in many ways. She'll be used, Basher thought. I doubt we'll be able to get through this without dealing with her. All right. Very ominous, very <laughs> ominous Basher. Uh, he just seems very, like, I don't know, very deep and, like... He has plans. He's kind of. He does have plans, and we don't know them, so he's ominous. Yeah, ha- he has plans we're not ready for. All right, Sydney. And Nightblood want- is still sassy. We love Nightblood. <laughs> he, he's still one of my favorite characters in this book. He's ranked so high in my brain. Oh my uh, gosh. Go ahead, Sydney. Go ahead and give us a quick summary of chapter five. Okay, so basically we see Vasher again. Who- <laughs> I said quick. This is never quick. Go ahead and give us a summary of chapter five. <laughs> um. So we see Vasher again, and for those who don't remember. Um, Vasher, we met Vasher for the first time in the prologue. That's the only time we've heard from him. And he was, you know, in jail, whatever. Just a quick reminder. Yeah. Anyway, so we meet Vasher again. And this time he is um, by oh. the Court of Gods in Helendron, or to tell her. And he's got Nightblood with him. He's talking to Nightblood. He's, he's got some plans. We don't know what these plans are yet, but he's got some plans. He's up on the wall of the court, by the Court of the Gods. And he releases a breath into a banner, has it lower him, and it actually talks a little bit about the fact that this tapestry that he's using isn't like it's really big, and so he has to use a lot of breaths for it. So uses he awakens of hundreds of breaths. Yes, he awakens this tapestry, comes down the tapestry, gets his breath back, and there's people who are just staring at him in the streets, and he's like, "Great, now I can't hide anymore because you know everyone can see him." Yeah, can, yeah. So everyone yeah. can see him. He has he has a very big uh, chromatic aura, bio, yes. biochromatic aura, because he has hundreds and hundreds of breaths. But in Halandrin, it's not that it's it's rare. So people look at so people stare at him because it's rare. But it's not like but it's not like freaky or like, absurd. Like yes, you will see some, but it's not like you'll see them regularly. Yes, it's not like Idris where yeah people would freak out and pro- probably burn you at the stake. <laughs> yes, quite likely. Um, so he can't hide anymore, which he kind of points out. And then he's also carrying Nightblood around, which is definitely very obvious. He's carrying this big sword around and people are like, you know, kind of avoiding him. But 
he he's it's kind of funny because he talks about wanting to um put knife night blood in the pack and night in his like backpack and Nightblood's like no don't you dare yeah he's being sassy he's like don't even start thinking about it it's just funny yeah him living in the pack is that Nightblood says he needs the fresh air uh-huh. and, uh, and Vasher Vasher goes you're a sword not a palm tree <laughs> how funny is that I love I love their dynamic it's like it's like <laughs> Uh, angry, angry, moody boy, and like happy, naive boy. Yeah, the best ship dynamic. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but after that, uh, Nightblood kind of shuts up. Yeah, because he's like, okay, well, I don't like this saying it, so he stops talking. And this, so Vasher's walking down the street. He goes, to w- makes his way to a restaurant, which is interesting because we learned that very few cities in Helendron have um, restaurants. And Teller is one of the few cities that does have restaurants. So says, I think that's kind of interesting that that's pointed out. It says in most cities, if you are staying for a long time, you will pay just a, a like a, a maiden, a wife of somebody, yes. and just eat meals with their family. Or if you're staying for a short time, just whatever the inn makes you have to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Teller has enough population and enough money to spend yes. to, uh, to uh, you know, have restaurants. Yes. And so Vasher goes to this restaurant and it's interesting because he sets Nightblood up against the wall, and within a minute, Nightblood is stolen. And Vasher's just like, okay, whatever. Does not care. Yeah, he does not <laughs> care. And we'll find out later why he doesn't care, but he's just like, okay, whatever, which is not how you would normally react if you're, something you own is getting stolen. But Especially a talking sword. Yes. That's pretty rare. <laughs> but so Nightblood gets stolen, and that's really all that's mentioned about that until a little bit later in this chapter. Yeah. And so Vasher's in this... Um, in this booth and he senses someone watching him and then he realizes the person watching him is someone he's actually there to meet yeah and so this priest sits down um opposite vasher and he just is like freaking out and we find out that this priest's name is bebid who is basically a guy that vasher is blackmailing he's also chicken he yes. is he is the most wimpy boy you will ever <laughs> he is so freaking wimpy. Yes. He's he's like, no, Mr. Vasher, please don't make uh-huh. me do this. I don't want to. Bebit doesn't want to be there, but Vasher has some tea on him. Of course. So we don't know what that is, and I don't and know whether we'll find that out. Does not tell you. Oh. That's so frustrating. I don't actually think Bebit ever comes back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, it's probably because it says later on that once Beba gives him the information Vasher wants, Vasher's like, okay, I'm done. You can go now. But anyway, so we meet Beba, who Vasher has some serious tea on because he's getting information from Beba, who also is a um, priest of Bright Vision the True, which I assume is one of the gods. One of the returned, yep. Yes. Um, So that's, I don't know whether that'll be important later or not, but there's that information. And so um, Vasher's getting this information, and Bebid's not really wanting to give it because he just doesn't want to because it's against the rules. And his god is the god of truth, so yes. uh, breaking rules is, like, wicked against his whole religion. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I wanted to mention—I don't know if you were going to, but I want to mention— Bebid has—is at the first tightening. Uh, yes. Uh, Vasher is at the third? Second? Second. Vasher's at the second. Bebid's at the third heightening. Uh, and they say that is enough. There's some, there's some like utilitarian reasons to be at the second, first heightening for a for a uh, pastor yes. of like seeing other people who have heightenings, uh, stuff like that, um, estimating breath, stuff like that. Uh, they say just enough breath for the first heightening is enough money to pe- to feed a peasant family. Yes, for fifty years mm-hmm. they, he could have done that, but instead, all of the priests 
are paid to get to the first heightening instead of feeding the peasant families for 50 years. Yep. Just wanted to make that clear. That's where the priorities lie for the gods of this nation. Yep. Uh, the priorities lie in there. Yeah. Yes. So we get to the information. Bebid finally gives up the information that he has to Vasher very unwillingly. But basically, Bebid says that there are rumors that even though the queen has come, or the new queen, that Siri has showed up and yep. she's going to be the new queen, um, there's a group in the court that are pushing to attack Idris. Some gods. Some gods want Idris dead. Yes, they want Idris gone. And Bebid's like, I don't understand this. Like, why? And Vasher's like, well, it's because they really just want everyone to die there. Yeah. They don't really need a good reason. They're gods. They can do whatever. It's... it's Make clear anytime they interact with the gods in the in the rest of this chapter in the next one. Whatever the gods want, kind of the yes. rest of people do. Mm-hmm. And so if the gods all agree, time to murder, murder is what's going to happen. It just kind of is how they do it in this world. Yes. It is interesting, though, to me, because while they're talking about this, the fact that um, Helendron wants to fight uh, Idris, it is interesting because... Uh, Vasher's like, well, Helendron wins. Idris has no chance. And Bebid's like, well, no, Idris isn't going to go easy. Yeah. And he kind of just sounds like he thinks that Idris has a chance at winning, which is really interesting because the Delin, the um, Idris king, sounds the complete opposite. Like he has no faith that they would win a battle against Helendron, especially in the summer. The the uh, Yardra Yarda, the uh, general of there, said the only chance they had was in the summer. Yes. Oh, sorry, in the winter when there's yeah, snow because the they have yes. to climb mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it was interesting to kind of point out the yeah, fact that Bebid actually thinks that there would be a chance that Idris could win. So Absolutely. he doesn't want a war because, you know, it would go on for a lot longer than people are thinking it would. Yeah. Um, so this also continues to go on about the fact that Bebid doesn't really understand why they would even want a war because they have um, a queen. there's nothing. Well, there's nothing in Idris that they really want. And Vasher's like, well, the trade passes are valuable. But Idris is like, there really isn't worth it because we've got plenty of money already. Yeah. Rich, rich, rich to tell her, rich Hellendron. They, they, they are the rich nation, 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, uh, Bebid was scared. He said that uh, if they, if they attack, it could start a many war, another many war. Yes. Which was, they, they uh, clarified earlier, they talked about the many war. Just, just the biggest all, all world war that this universe has gone through, this, this world had went through in the past. Just a huge multi-nation war. But I thought it was very funny. He said, Thousands on thousands dead. Do you want that? And yes. for real life, a war between two countries in Earth, thousands on thousands dead is really low numbers. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because on this world, thousands on thousands is unreasonable, uh, unreasonably yes. high casualties. Yep. And in our with every nation at war, and in the real world, this this book is comes from is thousands on thousands is just kind of a little battle. You know what I mean? Yes. Just a little skirmish. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, Bebe gives him this information and then Vasher's like, I want more. And yeah. so Vasher asks about the rebels and at first, um, Bebe's like the, um, Idrians and Vasher's like, well, no, but I also, I want to point out the fact that the Idrians in Helendron are considered rebels. And I kind of wonder mm-hmm. why that is like, what did they do that makes them rebels? And I assume we'll find out more about that yeah. later. Just but, by being Indrians, they're rebels, obviously. Yes. But anyway, so Vasher's like, no, not the Indrians, the ones in the city. And um, Var, if you remember Var. First who, prologue. The prologue um, the died na- real fast. Naked dangler. But, That's yes. what I like to call him. <laughs> 
he gets he gets brought up in this chapter <laughs> and um so bebid's like well they don't the, the the rebels in the city don't matter anymore because var is dead and var was their leader also we don't know who killed var it could have been and probably was just the rebels who were sad he got caught mm-hmm. uh we don't know who killed totally var. wasn't vasher who's just sitting there silently as bebid says that he says <laughs> bebid says that and vasher says Vasher kept quiet on this point, which mm-hmm. I thought was a really funny uh-huh. response. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was like, oh, nice. Good response. Um, so anyways, Bebid's like, is that all you need? And Vasher's like, well, I need to contact the different factions um, that were mentioned who want to start this war. And Bebid's like, I'm not helping you anymore. We're done. And Vasher's like, I need you to do this or, you know, I'm going to continue blackmailing you. Yeah. And Vasher's a, Vasher's Beber, a cool person. <laughs> a Beber. Be- <laughs> What's up, Beber? <laughs> Vivid um, says that he, he can't help because his lady, which is interesting, the um, the god that he serves is a woman. Ah, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> but um, uh, basically, she can't help or like she can't. He can't get information from her because she's not interested in politics. Yeah. Um. So Beba gives him some uh, people who might be able to help. Um. So there's that, and then that's kind of. The end of Bebid. Bebid kind of leaves, or Vasher leaves, and Bebid's like, "Here, pay the." Or Vasher's like, "Pay the waiter of yeah. the restaurant and leaves it up to Bebid." But I'm well, sure Bebid's got plenty of money to, to be able to do also, that. Also, Vasher made it clear that he already paid for his food and to keep the booth around him empty. He said yes. that earlier. So the only food yes. he'd be paying for is his own. So Vasher's, mm-hmm. Vasher's like, "I'm not paying for you, dingus." Yeah. And then <laughs> um, but Vasher clearly has a lot of money. And then what's he doing? He leaves. So, Hold on, before we get to that, I do want to point out the fact that since Vasher clearly has a lot of money because he was able to pay for his food and all these booths to like yeah. keep them empty, it does say that Vasher like always dressed in this ragged outfit, which I think is kind of interesting. Like, why does he choose to do that? Why does he dress like that? Why do you think? He's definitely trying to hide. Yeah. But I just think it's interesting, so I just wanted to point that out. If you're if you're a, uh, a god assassin with a crazy sword. Standing out is not your main goal, I think. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so um, Vasher leaves the restaurant and he, it as he's walking dark out. Dark energy. Yes, he feels a, d- a dark energy. And guess what that dark energy is? Our boy. Our sassy boy, Nightblood, <laughs> who is sticking from the chest of the man who stole him. Just in an alley. There's another dead guy, too. Yes, there's another dead guy, too. Vasher grabs it, clasps it. And yes. leaves. And he's out. Which I also think the clasping thing is a little interesting because he had to do that when Nightblood killed the guard. Mm-hmm. So that's a little interesting. You have any theories thing. about that? Um, I feel like somehow Nightblood has to get unclasped to kill people. Mm-hmm. But not. it doesn't have to be locked. It's only like an inch yeah. or something like it's, that. It, it has yet to come unsheathed. Mm-hmm. And it has yet to come uncl- unclasped even when Vasher has it. Yes. The only time it's been used, it's been... it's. I, I need to... Cl- like A sheath is to keep, it from, keep a sword from being sharp. Mm-hmm. Both times that uh, Nightblood has killed somebody, they've... They've had they have been found with it rammed completely through their chest yes. with the sheath still on it. Mm-hmm. It's a blunt thing. Well, it's still metal, but it's not yes. like it's not like a pointed thing that has gotten rammed with enough force to go straight through a mm-hmm. guy. So something's pushing pretty hard. Yes. So Nightblood starts talking again in his sassy little of course. tone. He's like, 
talking about the fact that Vasher kind of lost his temper. Yep. And he's like, I thought you were going to work on that. And Vasher's <laughs> just like, well, guess I'm relapsing. And Nightblood's like, I don't think you ever unlapsed. And Vasher's like, that's not a word. <laughs> this they, whole little section's really funny. They bicker like they're an old married they, couple. They do. And Nightblood's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't believe you. And <laughs> this is funny. I want to read this. So Nightblood goes... Um, he says, you're too worried about words. That priest, you spent all those words on him. Then you just let him go. It's not really how I would have handled the situation. Yes, I know, Vasher said. Your way would have involved making several more corpses. Well, I am a sword, That's Nightblood I... said with a mental huff. Might as well stick to what you're good at. Nightblood is just <laughs> into murder. <laughs> Nightblood is just into... And he's so nice, but he's into murder. <laughs> That last sentence cracks me up. He's just like, might as well stick to what you're good at. Yeah, he's he likes he likes he likes it. He likes to kill it. <laughs> he enjoys it. All so right. now after that we switch perspectives. Ooh. And we get to see Light Song again. We love Light Song. We love Light Song. He is a riot in this chapter. Yes, he's so funny. You guys will get to hear all about how funny he is. <laughs> so it starts off with Light Song sitting on his patio, watching the new queen's carriage pull up. That's and our he's just Ciceriana. like, this has been like, it is our friend Ceciliana. But Light Song's just like, oh, this has been fun, you know, whatever. And he talks about the fact that a few cups of wine, and he's, I mean, they don't get drunk, but he likes to drink wine anyways. But he's been trying to forget about children being deprived of their breath. Because yep. remember earlier, he stole some breath to survive. Nabbed it right out of their breath. Yep. Right and, out of their face. Yep. And then we see uh, Laramar again, who is Light Song's priest. Scoot! Scoot, yes, his nickname <laughs> is Scoot, but and Larimar's like, "You're happy we have a new queen," and Light Song's just like, "Well, I get to avoid petitions, so that's a win for me." Yeah, still don't know petitions are, Sydney. Do you? Nope. Are you excited to learn? I don't know. What You're gonna learn it are. soon, but yeah. Ooh, we get to learn what Light Song hates so much. Yeah, it's it's because it's kind of sad. Anyway, continue. Oh, great, love it. Yeah, continue. Um, <laughs> but so they're talking about what they know about um. The new queen, and we find out that they do, in fact, know that she is not the eldest daughter; that she is the youngest, which I thought was a little interesting. I just kind of assumed that they wouldn't really know. Yeah. But they've done a lot of research, and they know exactly who she is, and they know how old she is, which is a little creepy. Hey, Sydney, how old is she? She is seventeen years old. This next chapter mm. is very creepy, and I, I it's, I. <laughs> It's it's my right and my pleasure to get to share with you all that happens <laughs> in the next chapter. Uh, but keep in mind, this is a 17-year-old woman. Yes, do keep that in mind. And, and Laramar points that out. He says, I can't imagine being married to the God King at her age. Yeah. I yeah. can't either. That'd be terrifying. Yeah. Um, and we'll find out about more later how terrifying that would be. And then what is what is our good buddy uh, uh, Light Song's response to I can't imagine being married to the God King at that age? <laughs> He says, I can't imagine you being married to the God King at any age, Scoot. And then he says, actually, yes, I can imagine it. And the dress looks painfully inelegant on you. Make a, <laughs> make a note to have my imagination flogged for its insolence and in showing me that particular sight. <laughs> and Wait, no, because Scoot has a comeback to his comeback. Yes, and he goes, I'll put it in line right behind your sense of decorum, your grace. It, it, I love their they, I love their relationship. There's so many couples in this 
thing that are not romantic but sound like romantic <laughs> couples. The way they bicker, Light Song and Larimar and uh, Nightblood. Vasher and, and Nightblood. N- Night, uh, yeah, Nightblood and, and Vasher. They they all <laughs> bicker so good, and I love it. They're all so sassy with each other. It makes me happy. It is really funny. But after their little um, bickering session, Aww. Light Song thinks about the um, the dream that he had, and he kind of gets a little bit more of an image from it, and he. Um, remembers a Red Sea, and then he remember, remembers fire, death, killing, and battle. And he's kind of like, oh, what does that mean? And he also thinks about the fact that he wonders because they sent um, a... Well, first off, he wonders why they sent the wrong princess and yeah. whether that means something. Then he also thinks about why they would send... Or not why they would send um, the wrong princess, but people the people who want to go to war, whether that will affect... Like mm-hmm. them sending the wrong princess mm-hmm. will affect that. So he wonders if his dream has something to do with that. It does mean something. It means her dad is just the worst guy. Reading about what happens to her as soon as she arrives, which is the next chapter, mm-hmm. makes me dislike this man tenfold. Because yeah. once again, his other daughter has two things. One, an adult. Prepared. And two, taught to prepare this. Mm-hmm. This is a child. She's not, a, even in our world, 18 is adult. This is a child. Yes. Who is not ever been prepared for this? Mm-hmm. You're a bad dad. I'm. I. Mm. Yeah. No more spoilers. We'll get there. Sorry. <laughs> I ha- yeah. Um. But so he talks about the fact that he kind of remembers this dream a little bit, and then he goes on like to continue to talk to Larimar, and Larimar's like, I don't like this, and Light Song's like, What? The queen's rival, and Larimar's like, Yes, we haven't had a queen in the court for some thirty years. That's a long time, 30 years. And he's just like, I don't know how the factions are going to deal with it. Yeah. Like, Larimar's stressed about this. He's worried. And and it, he gives Light Song a little, uh, yeah, Light Song a little bit worried. And then he Light Song gets mad that he's worried about politics. Yes. Because um, Light Song hates politics. And oh, with a passion. He, he gets upset at the end of this that his good... His good day was ruined because they started talking about politics. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. And honestly, fair. And politics he, ruin a lot. And he called for more wine and freaking uh, Scoot was like, dude, you can't get drunk. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Basically. But they're talking about um, this and they also talk about the fact that uh, Light Song wishes he was useless. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Late song um, tried to was, was considering giving away his his commands of the of the, the uh, lifeless lifeless. Yeah, yes. his, his thing, there's a lot of people. Sorry, there's a lot of things in this book that have died and then come back. And uh-huh. so there's a lot of terms for like, hey, you were one, you were you were dead. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so it's kind of hard to keep them straight. Mm-hmm, the lifeless commands. He's trying he to give his life. He wants to give them away because he doesn't want any kind of political power. Yes, um, but Larmore's just like, well, I don't think you really get a choice. Yeah. You, um, but so and then Light Song thinks about his dream again. He's like, um, they're just dreams. And then he's like, I'm going to tell Larimar in the morning. And he thinks that maybe Larimar could use the dream to help push for peace with Idris, which mm. I think is interesting. The because fact he that, saw blood in war. Yes. So, but I also think it's interesting that Light Song wants peace with them. He doesn't yeah. want to fight them. Which, I, whereas, like, I feel like, I mean, we don't obviously know any of the other gods, but mm-hmm. from the sounds of it, they all want to go to war with Idris. Mm-hmm. So. Makes me like like Light Song even more because he doesn't want war. Light Song Light Song's a pretty chill guy. I yeah. like Light Song. I like like Light Song too. Is that the end of your chapter? No, we're not done yet. Oh, sorry. Um, but so Larimar is like, well, even though they sent the wrong princess, at least they sent somebody. Yeah. 
So that was a win. Yeah. And Light Song's still like, well, I don't think we should have war. And then he says, war, in my divine opinion, even worse than politics. Which, <laughs> coming from Light Song, is pretty strong opinion. Yeah, he, I love Light Song. I'm going to keep raving about Light Song while you keep telling the chapter, just about how good uh, he is. <laughs> he is really funny in this chapter, though. But, um, so they're talking about this, and then Larmar's like, what are the Idrian rebels going to do now? The um, rebels that are in to tell her. And Light Song is just kind of like, um, they don't really consider themselves to be rebels. Well, he is actually talking about the Idrians in Idris. He's like, they're, they don't consider themselves to be rebels. They're not sitting up in their hills waiting for the day when they can return to triumph. Yeah. To, um, to Helendrin. This isn't their home anymore. And so that like, makes me think they must have, are they considered rebels because they kind of broke off from Helendrin and left and created their own place? I think they, I think they clarify that later in this chapter. Yes, they might. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They. Oh no! In the next chapter, uh, oh, it's, men- it's mentioned. It's um, mentioned. Siri thinks a big part of the reason that uh, uh, Idris left and became their own little nation is because yes. of the use of awakening. Mm-hmm. The excessive use of awakening. They th- those people decided it wasn't good. Yeah. And that's why Idris exists. And so they don't. They were once before the many war. They were once uh, a part of uh, to tell her, and that's why. Here's, I don't know if this is a spoiler. I don't think it is. That's why they want to marry, have a uh, uh, god with the colorful hair. Yes. Because the colorful hair is what they used to do, me- what used to mean royalty before mm-hmm. the many war in yeah. to tell her. Then the, the colorful hair left. And so now the people who say, I'm God, I'm king of this area, don't have as much of a, a claim on it yeah. because they don't have the, don't have the, the royalty blood, mm-hmm. which is the colorful hair. Yes. Um, yeah. But so uh, Larmar talks about. The fact that um, there are rumors and like stuff that the Idrian Larmar, <laughs> the Idrian rebels in the city are um, rousing people against the core of the gods, and Light Song's like, those are just rumors. Like, yeah. that doesn't mean anything. You know, whatever is not true. <laughs> but this part's actually kind of funny. Light Song says, "Though when I'm proven wrong and the underprivileged masses storm my palace and burn me at the stake, I'll be sure to inform them." That the- them that you were right all along you'll get the last laugh or well at least the last scream since you'll probably be tied up beside me <laughs> and larmar's just like oh okay whatever i like they call them the underprivileged masses i know i also want to point out that um earlier in this chapter in this section yeah larmar um this actually shows how close larmar and light song are larmar like takes off his yeah. whatever he's wearing on his head and like rubs his hand through his hair and light song thinks about the fact that Normally, the priests wouldn't do that because they're yeah. not that comfortable around their gods. Yeah. But Larmar and Lightsong have been together for so long and are close enough that he feels comfortable to do that, yeah. which I think is kind of interesting. They're like a cursive R, which is yeah. not sorry. Uh, they're like a sign language R, <laughs> which is, if you didn't yeah, know, the, uh, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. They're like this. Yes. And then imagine a sign language R. That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> After that, we kind of get to the end of the chapter, and Light Song is just like, I want wine. And Larmar's like, You can't have wine. I mean, you can have wine, but it doesn't do anything for you. And Light Song says, I know, but trust me, I'm quite good at pretending. That's. I, <laughs> and then we get to my chapter. And then we get to the next but chapter. But before we reach my chapter, I want to quickly discuss your chapter a little bit more. Okay. Um, just stuff that happened, stuff that we saw, stuff that we, that we liked and didn't like. Um, one, I like every, guys, be aware. Every episode of this ep- of this podcast, 
I'm going to be raving about this author. I love this author. He's a great <laughs> writer. Uh, this next chapter makes me have questions about his decisions in this book. But uh, this first chapter, this chapter, I don't have any issues with. I like that the first time we meet Light Song, he's one of the gods. Yes. And he is, while still kind of like, like, like upbeat, he steals mm -hmm. the breath of a crying child. Yep. And it is sad and it makes him kind of out to be like a scary monster person. Yes. And but then, he also feels bad for it, which yeah. always adds to your character when you only do it because you have to survive. And then he goes from being sad to being trying to help his people by yes. doing the art. And now we get to see him once he's comfortable and happy, uh, being comfortable and happy with his with his mm -hmm. guy. So we get to see him go from like a monster who's doing something against his being a monster against his will yes. to a uh trying to be best for his people to a actually now that I'm not guilty anymore, eh, I can just kind of be whatever and just yeah. chill and not mm -hmm. care about my people or not. Cause he knows the people are underprivileged. He says yes. underprivileged masses. So he knows that he's, what he's doing is taking away from people who are, who need stuff mm -hmm. that he, he has. But <laughs> the first way to fix it is to recognize it's happening. That's fair. <laughs> um, love the comfort that's shown Larmar. Yes, uh, they have a very good relationship. And I like the fact that this chapter we get to see Vasher and Nightblood and then Larmar and Lightsong. Yeah. We get to see two of like the best relationships in this book together uh, in one chapter. A pair of pairs. Yes. It's great. <laughs> um, All right. You ready to do your next chapter, Colton? Yes. Okay. Chapter six. Here we go. Here. I want. Okay. I want to read really fast just the notes I took on the second half of this chapter, okay? Okay. Uh, and I, we can, we'll talk more about these in a second. Reminder, she is 17. It's gross. Mab taught her about sex. She gets inspected. Gross, gross, gross. Uh, <laughs> she, has, she has a strong breath. Uh, she's terrified of the doctor. This chapter is gross. Uh, so, so if that doesn't tell you about how this chapter is going to go, uh, those are the notes that I took on it. And so here we go. Woohoo! Um, you got it, Colin. First thing that happens, she gets to the she gets to the palace. She was end, ended there last chapter. Uh, she's up at the at the God King's palace, and she before she enters, decides to send her guards home. Yes, uh, which she had been thinking about earlier. Um, in like a flash, but she had been thinking about that out on mm -hmm. the way there. Uh, she sends, sends the gods home to tell the, her father that she arrived safely. Yes. Um, we see Trelides again. Yeah, we priest do. Who yep. is? We see Trelides. Kind of a jerk. Uh, and uh, eventually, Siri gets taken with the uh, maid women. Yes. The what are they? What are they called? Um, maid servants. She gets taken with the maid servants to go get cleaned up for the God King. Uh, and she notices that they all have loose fitting dresses that are low cut. Mm -hmm. And she says, uh, in Idris, women keep their necks covered. Like yes. the dresses are, are up, up, up. They are so, um, like, they are so conservative about mm -hmm. their stuff. And this is an allegory for, uh, like, her super traditionalist Christians versus uh, non-traditionalist Christians. Yeah. He's a Mormon, by the way. So he he is an area, uh, the author, yeah. is an area where they're very traditionalist. Mm -hmm. And so he is writing from the perspective of his area yes. versus other areas and how mm -hmm. the other areas aren't wrong, yeah. which I appreciate. Good author. Yeah. Um, and using the story for that. Uh, she gets to the place with the, with the women. There's They're in a maroon room. Everything's mm -hmm. maroon. Everything's except, maroon. And there's a bathtub in the middle. Yep. Um, just a bathtub just hanging out there. Yeah. And the women start removing her clothing. And, and she starts like, she starts off by slapping their hands away. Yeah. And then the women with more vigor come back and start removing her clothing. Can you imagine clothing. that? You have never had people touch you, take off your clothes, and all of a sudden these women are taking them off. And then you're like, no way, I don't want that. And then they just come back and do it more aggressively. So this chapter has a lot of themes um, of sexual assault. 
And so if that has a problem, if you have a problem with that, uh, Yes. Don't you should not be reading this book if you have a problem with that in general. But specifically, it never I don't think it ever actually gets explicitly rape in this book. Mm-hmm. So if you have a problem with those themes, uh don't read these chapters. If yes. you have a pro- or stop listening now. If that's if that's an issue with you, like if that is a trigger for you, uh it's never pro rape ever. No. But it does kind of imply that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And so um be aware if you have an issue with that, stop listening now. I'll actually, I'm going to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode too. If you have an issue with that, don't listen Mm -hmm. uh, because this episode talks about that a little bit. Um, And this is the first step of it. She says, no, they take their clothes off anyway, because she has no choice. Yes. She has been sold. This is what women dealt with uh, when women were not people and they were instead property. Yes. Uh, She gets put in the bath of these women. They start grouting her skin uh, pretty intensely. And eventually she decides to just kind of let it happen mm-hmm. and she's like okay it's fine they let them clean i me. think she kind of decides that like the warm bath feels good yep and so she like relaxes a little bit and then you hear a masculine voice say mm. Mm, yes okay we're on time then good and there's uh blue fingers who is yes the, basically the king the king's like schedule keeper yes his actual name is haverseth yeah. But everyone calls him Blue Fingers because he's got blue ink standing his fingers. Because he's always taking notes. Yes. I think that might be an allegory for the monks mm-hmm. back home. I don't know. I don't, I'm not 100% sure, but it just reminded me of the monks back home who have yeah, their fingers tied with. Yeah, who have their fingers dyed with berries. Uh, it, it, it feels like there's probably a connection there that we haven't seen quite yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, why are you looking at me? This is not. And he goes, oh, oh, I'm a servant yes. lady. Like, you this is not weird. I'm a servant. Uh-huh. And eventually he's nice enough to have the women in the bath basically make bubbles so that they can't see. Yes, yeah, so sh- he can't um, see her, which I appreciate the fact that he even offers for that. Yeah. Like he, he's kind of, it kind of bugs me a little bit that everyone seems to call her vessel because yeah. I'm like, that's just rude. He does too. But he does. Yes, he does. So when I, when he first said that, I was like, well, that's just rude. But as this chapter goes on, he does some things that are very like respectful. And so I respect that. Or as respectful as he can be while still, yes. yeah. While still uh, being fulfilling like, the you God King's quote yes. unquote uh, deserve rights. Mm-hmm. Um, so he uh, bubbles it while still being in there. Uh, he has a small, a small, a young boy with him too, which is yes. kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the y- young boy like never gets mentioned other than like, young boy is just, like, just a helper. Boy. He holds, yeah. he holds papers for, he holds the ink. So that stains yeah. his fingers. <laughs> um, so yeah, she, she's in the bath, she's in the bath with them. She's getting clean. Eventually, uh, the time comes when the bath is over and she refuses to get out. Even when the women start to try to pull her out until, uh, blue fingers and his, uh, small boy turn around to face the other way. Yes. Actually, blue fingers turns and then he physically turns uh-huh. the boy around, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> that is kind of um, funny. He's like, okay, you have to turn too. Yeah, you, can't, you can't see this boy. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they got out, she got out, she got a, uh, new dress that had been made for her. Uh, when she was first stripped, she was measured to make sure the dress fit properly. Yes. Uh, so when she got out, she got this dress that was like really, really, really beautiful, but kind of revealing. Yes. That's what happens next, right? Well, Wait, so what happens part? next is um, Bluefingers talks about, uh, she. well, he asks, like, if um, she knows the rules yeah. of being with the God King. And they, she, like, she, he, she says no. He says, okay, so don't touch him too much. And she says, we're having sex, aren't we? Yes. And he says, well, yes, but um, don't. Yeah. Don't but, like kiss him and don't like caress him. Just let him do basically whatever he wants to do to you, but you can't I, do anything to him. Later on, th- th- this is actually, we skipped ahead a little bit for this, but later on, I want you to read exactly what he says because it's kind of gross Yeah, and I want to bring attention to it. I will. Um, but yeah, so he gets out, he's, she gets her, 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 uh, robe on. So right now it's a robe actually, isn't it? Yes. So as soon as she gets out, it's a robe. 
um, she's getting her hair done and there's tangles at the bottom and she says, cut it off. And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. And she goes, cut it off. And Bluefinger says, yeah, okay, go ahead. And so they cut it off and she focuses and she grows her hair out. Yep. And she can just do that. She has power yes. over her hair completely. Length, it's called the royal locks. Yep. Length and color. She grows it out and she says, is that too long? And they say, well, women in court uh, uh, like long hair, like long hair is beauty. She makes it even longer. So she grows it out like to her waist. Yes. Um, also, the new room she moved into is also monochromatic mm-hmm. uh, because the God King represents all colors, unlike the other gods who represent a certain select few. So like uh, Light Song's palace is all blue. Yes. The God King's is all black on the outside, but every room is monochromatic in a different color. Mm-hmm. So like you go from a maroon room to a yellow room to a green room, but everything in the room will be that color. Yes. Um, she gets her new hair. Long hair is the form of beauty. And... Um, so she's getting her hair done. She got everything ready. And she thinks about how when she was a kid, she didn't even want to get married. She mm-hmm. she talked about, she told her dad about how she'd want to raise horses. She didn't yes. even want to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and she'd grown out. Of, she says that she'd grown out of it, but she still didn't want to be married. Yeah. She, she uh, yeah. And then um, go ahead and read now what exactly Bluefinger says in it are the rules of once they, they, end, they get get. Close to a door. That's a giant door to the God King's sleeping chamber. We haven't gotten to that part yet. You oh, what I forget? You forgot the um, the doctor. Oh, this is the worst part. Yes. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I forgot the doctor. Um, <laughs> so, Bluefingers takes her to a place, and there's a doctor there. And well, I also want to point out real quick. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You, but um, it is pointed out that. Everyone, like everyone who's a servant, wears blue except for blue fingers who wears brown. And Siri's yeah. like, Why does blue fingers wear brown? Yeah, I just wanted oh, to put that out there. Also, the ladies that are brushing her hair, the first time you ever heard one of the servant women speak, yes. they said, She says, Beautiful, uh, the hair is beautiful. And the servant women, she asks, Can't they talk? And Bluefinger says, Yeah, they talk, but their job while they're here is to be served as much as they can and be a distraction as little as they can. Yeah, so basically, they don't talk the worst the yes. worst form of employment and i uh-huh. have lots of opinions that, would suck. Uh, that we'll talk about later yes. but yeah so they're they are a uh, see not heard group mm-hmm. who are only here to serve uh and then they go to a room blue fingers and his assistant and her go to a room where there's a man who is to an elderly man an elderly man who is there to he's a doctor who's there to inspect um her to make sure she's still a virgin uh-huh. And does not have any STDs. Yes. And uh, there's a lot wrong with that. Yes. Uh, and uh, Bluefingers says, well, I got this guy because hopefully he'll make you more comfortable than mm-hmm, a guy because your age. He was originally yes, wanting to do someone younger. So, And because he knows that she doesn't want to be seen naked in front yeah. of these men, he is considerate enough to find someone who is a lot older, so then maybe she'll be a little bit more comfortable. Considerate. Very considerate. It is considerate, very nice of him. But also, still gross. Yes. Um, but to be fair, in his defense, he's just doing his job. He has to do this. Yeah. Uh, but so, the, but he doesn't have to, like, be considerate of her feelings. Yeah. So, so he is being, he's a good person. This whole system that they're in is not. Yes. Uh, so the doctor checks and says she's clean and is most likely a virgin. Which, by the way, do you know that that's a real operation that people yes. used to have happen? Uh-huh. And it is based on nothing <laughs> you cannot there's no there's, there's no, no way scientific to way should not exist yes anyway uh so that sucks and then they go to the door they go to the door of the oh she al- he also points out the healer points out that um oh. she has a strong breath 
he's uh, an awakener. He's an awakener, yes. She hates awakeners. Uh-huh. And she, like, is freaking out because this dude who just touched her is, is an, awakener. an awakener. Um, But it also is she also says, interesting to point out that Siri has a very strong breath. So mm-hmm. Siri could be an awakener if she wanted to be. That's true. Although she has such a fear of her. I wonder if she will ever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So she's an awakener. Uh, that seems kind of... He's an awakener, um, sorry. That seems like they're kind of hypocrites, the mm. royal family, because they hate unless none of them except for Siri have breath. They all have. They all have. Everybody has one they, breath. I know. I mean, like strong breath. Yeah. Well, because I, I mean, if like that just seems hypocritical. Yeah. If they're like, well, we don't like Wiccaners, but they all have strong breath. Ah, uh, it's I agree. It's weird. Uh, this whole book is weird. The way the way the it's kind of like religion. The way the religions are presented in this book are weird. Yes. Um, anyway, that happens. I disliked it. It was gross. She's 17. Uh, and then they go to the door of the God King and Bluefingers once again gives her instructions on what the what they should what she should be doing when she's with the God King. Yes. Uh, do you see them? Do you want to read them for us? So uh, here it is. So Bluefingers says, wait, hold on. Should I give Bluefingers a voice? Always. Of course you should. How do nasally, we nasally. Before, okay, I have do Now my lady, you must hear this again. <laughs> Yeah, let me do it. Let me do it. I'll read this part. I'm reading reading this part. Okay. It's my dramatic reading. So, Colin's going to do this dramatic reading for us this time around. So, are you ready? Yeah. Now, my lady, you must hear this again. Do nothing to offend the God King. You You are here at his sufferance and are here to see to his needs. Not mine, not your own, and not even that of our kingdom. I understand, she said quietly, heart beating faster and faster. Thank you, Bluefinger says. It is time to present yourself. Enter the room, then remove your dress and and underclothing. Bow yourself to the ground before the king's bed. Touch your head to the floor. When when he wishes for you to approach, he will knock on the side post and you may look up. He will then wave you forward. She nodded. Just try not to touch him too much. Siri frowned, clenching and unclenching her increasingly nervous hands. How exactly am I going to manage that? We're going to have sex, aren't we? Uh, Bluefingers flushed. Yes, yes, you are. Uh, this is a new gr- ground for me too, my lady. The God King, well, are, uh, only a group of specially dedicated servants are supposed to touch him. My suggestion would be to avoid kissing him, caressing him, or doing anything else that might offend him. S- simply let him do do to you what he wishes, and you should be safe. Siri took a deep breath, nodding. Um, you should be safe, he says. Yeah. She is at risk of death. If she misperforms and also is not really allowed to tell, be told how she performs because yes. the idea of picturing the God King naked is taboo. Mm-hmm. So even understanding how this will happen yes. is bad. Mm-hmm. So she has to balance a tight, a, a, a tight rope of do this and you have to do this, but also don't do it too much. Yes. And it's and it's messed up because Bluefingers can give, give her these suggestions. But he doesn't know because he's never had to give these suggestions to anyone before. Yeah. And so he really has no idea what the God King actually wants in this situation. So Siri has to do this thing that she doesn't want to do, but she doesn't even know how to do it because nobody else knows how to do it. Yeah. Uh, I also I want to point out she does say that she knows how uh, like sex will happen because yes. Mav taught her. Mav did tell her. Queen, Let's call Mav. Queen Mav taught her. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that uh, the, she walks in and the chapter ends. And that um, is where the chapter ends. What a cliffhanger. Yep. Because uh, so so what she knows is her process is go in, take off her clothes, 
bow. Just bow and don't even look at the guy. Yeah. When he wants you, he'll knock and then wave you. You go, do the deed, yes. and then once you're when you wake up the next morning, he should be gone. Burn freaking everything that he touched. Yep. Because no one else is allowed to handle any of his private things. Yes. Burn everything and leave. And leave. And that's her. And so, so her, so the next chapter is in her perspective again. So I think we get to hear her, her process of the first night. Um, yeah. Also, be, be aware, uh, nothing explicit. So if you can say anything explicit in this book, they don't, they don't say anything explicit, like about bodily autonomy. Yes. So not autonomy, sorry. She has none of that. Uh, bodily anatomy. They don't mm-hmm. mention that. Um, so yeah, that's what happened in this chapter. Sydney, how do you feel about this chapter? Mm. Well, I'm a little bit concerned. That's scary. Like, I can't even imagine being in her position. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just ish, not I wanna, where you want to be. I want to talk meta a little bit about why this chapter would have been put in this book. Because certain aspects of it are seem excessive and unnecessary for most authors to add. Specifically, the inspection yes. uh, with the doctor. That is, most authors would not add that. I think it was added... Also, he's a male author, which makes it a little bit more uh-huh. iffy about whether or not even writing that yes. as a thing that happens to your protagonist is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the idea of it is to put her in a helpless situation, to make yes. her feel completely helpless. And I feel like it also adds details into this whole her whole situation. Yeah. Like, we already know how bad it's going to be. And yeah. so the fact that it's going to be worse than that, what just happened, like, I think it's just kind of you know, adds on to the detail that the author is putting into this whole situation. Like, he's just building on to this, like, cliffhanger in this, um... In this chapter. This... Question, this wonder, this mystery, this... This, um, suspense. Yeah. That he's just kind of bringing in for later when we actually get to finally meet the God King. And I I do think there wasn't another way to write this with this character. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I I stand by. I don't think the inspection was a necessary part of this book. I don't think it adds anything that couldn't have been added a, a better way mm-hmm. because it, it implies a real procedure that does happen that is not scientific at all. Yeah. Um. I think there's a better way to to imply that suspense. But like the part about the clothes in the pool, she says no once, which is what her character would do, mm-hmm. and then she relents, which is better than I feel like a lot of these things were. If there was a constant struggle, which probably would happen in real life, yes, it would be. A million times worse to read and a million times worse for people to read. Um, so I, I think this chapter was handled fairly well uh, to compare to what it could be because it does build that suspense and it is unfortunately accurate to what uh, like kingdoms were like for yes. kings and queens and stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it, it is unfortunately accurate. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think it was handled well, but also like my notes said, gross, 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 yeah. gross. It's gross. It's a very messed up chapter. Uh, but I promise that does not last in this book. It does not last this gross all the time. I promise. <laughs> Cindy just looked at me with utter disbelief. She does not agree that it won't last. I don't know. I've never read it before. I've read this book and I promise it has other moments that are similar, but nothing that's like this outright gross. Yeah. Uh, nothing this explicit. So if you're if you're reading this book and you're worried, don't be. I promise it does not get back this. And also, even with this chapter being gross, it was still well written. It was still it enjoyable was. to read. Mm-hmm. And it still did build the character of Siri as she's strong. She yes. went through this stuff, and she she, she handled it as best a person could possibly handle it. Yes, like her hair. They talk about a lot in this chapter. Her hair, like, change, constantly changing colors. Yeah. Like it flushes, and it comes red when she like blushes. Yeah, it's white when she's scared. 
but she still does like she tries to keep herself calm yeah. even despite the situation which i feel like most people wouldn't necessarily be able to do yeah and i will give the spoiler this is the lowest it gets for her that's good past this point in, in the situation she's currently in yes. past this point it's only uphill for her which is which is it's not a big spoiler. That's a little <laughs> spoiler. I didn't tell you any of the ways it goes uphill, but she, it, it, it does get a little bit better for her overall. It's still a battle, but it's it's uh, nothing as low as this low was. Yeah. Um. And I honestly think this chapter is my least favorite from the book. Just, really? Yeah. Just I. It's gross, and it's a lot of it. Like I said, feels unnecessary, even though it's mostly important for the character. Yes. Uh, so I, I think it fo- following one of the best chapters of Light Song being the funniest guy ever. <laughs> I guess it had uh, to happen. We had to have a, like a funny chapter followed by a very serious chapter because there's a lot of serious stuff kind of yeah. talked about in this chapter. Like if you notice, we're not laughing like we normally would. <laughs> yeah, it's very <laughs> it's true. true. Like you listen, we've definitely been a lot quieter, a lot more like serious with this because there really isn't stuff like in the last chapter we can laugh about light song being funny and yeah. nightblood being sassy yeah but this chapter like there's a lot that's there's a lot to unpack in this chapter yeah. she's she's it's a good chapter for character building it's not a good chapter for colton reading i'm not <laughs> I, and of course colton was the one who got stuck yeah, <laughs> with it, having to having to this um, was, this, do this one Every odd chapter, Sydney goes in depth so she can talk about every even chapter I go in depth. So this is my in-depth chapter, and it was I I don't like this kind of thing to begin with. It just it makes me sad, and then this chapter intentionally made me extra made me sad. So yeah. Um anywho, uh outside of this outside of this chapter, uh what do you think where do you think what do you think Vash is planning? Hmm, that's a good question. I feel like well, my last theory from last week, was mm. it last week or was it the week before? It'll I think be it was the week ago. before. Yeah. <laughs> About Vasher being the God King is probably not real because he's, <laughs> he was outside when Siri went in and it I assume a, the God King wasn't outside. <laughs> it was a good theory. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Don't <laughs> lie to me, Colin. It was not a good theory. <laughs> um, um, I, I'm not really sure. He's. I think he's planning some sort of rebellion. Yeah. But I'm not 100% sure how he's going to go about that. Yep. Uh, it's definitely it's going to I don't think he wanted to have involved Siri, but he's going to have to involve Siri now because she's there. Yeah, I think I think. Yeah, I can't tell you anything, actually. Uh, <laughs> his blackmail is working. Uh, and they also said that a good person to blackmail uh, now is blue fingers. Yeah. Just met, so that might be an interesting storyline to try and figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's going to work? Things going to get get blue fingers from what you know about him? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like Blue Fingers is pretty. I, well, I feel like there definitely could be things that Blue Fingers done that could be used for blackmail. So and maybe. Also, but like he's in the God King's Palace all the time, so it might yes. be hard to get there because that's that's true. The God King's Palace. Um, yeah. Tell me, how do you feel? What, what do you? Oh my goodness! <laughs> what kind of character do you think the God King is going to be from what you've read so far? Oh gosh, it's even worse because last week I was trying to like. Give him some credit and be like, well, maybe he's not as bad as he seems to be. But after well, all the rules Siri just got, he seems to be. <laughs> There's still hope that maybe he's not that bad. I don't know. <laughs> after the rules Siri just got, like the fact that she can't even speak to him unless he speaks nope, to her. Even if he does. I know. She's not allowed to speak at all. Period. 
yeah. period. Even if he asks a question. No, no. He, she's not allowed to speak to him. She can't look at him until he he indicates that's okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. She can't she, touch him, even though they're supposed to do things that involve touching. She can touch him, just not caress or kiss. Which uh, is basically not touching. Yes, yeah, just minimal contact. It's gonna be like a no hand style looking thing. Oh my um, gosh, no! <laughs> Why did you say that? Uh, but yeah, um, it was. It, I, I think there's not much to go on other than negative in this chapter about the yeah, guy. Yeah, it's gotten worse. I had maybe a little bit of hope that maybe it was just exaggerated, but now I have no hope because yeah. Bluefingers is the closest to him. Yeah, and Bluefingers is like, I really don't know what to tell you because. This is a lose-lose for you. Even so. Bluefingers isn't allowed to touch him. Nobody's allowed to touch him there's except like, for like select some servants, servants yeah. that probably clean him, and that's probably all they do. Uh, Freaking, I do appreciate, I like Bluefingers a lot. He, Me too. Uh, what he did was he's only trying to help Siri. He's trying to give her yes. advice on how to not get killed because the God King gets mm-hmm. mad. So that's good. She, he tried to make her as comfortable as he could. Uh, he didn't leave the room in the bath, which I always, even when the first time I read it, was like, leave yeah leave why are you leave <laughs> um but at least he turned around for her. like he, he i feel like he did as much as he could in the situation he's in to try and make her comfortable yes and i appreciate that about him uh this fake character that we're discussing like a real person um <laughs> all right sydney do you think you know what it's time for do you know what it's time for it's time to rank the characters Woo! All right, I'm going to pull up all the characters that we met or saw in this chapter. Yes, and we can and go I ahead. I have our list pulled up. Okay, Vasher. Where is Vasher? Well, I'm going to read off currently our list. Mm-hmm. We'll read off our list first. So, right now we have Siri, Nightblood, Lightsong, Vivenna, Larimar, Mav, Vasher, Fafin, Yarda, Dedelin, Trelides, and then Dead Tier, we have Var and God King, who was. Not technically dead, but, but he's never been alive. So he's never been alive. So first character we saw this week, Vasher. So right now, Vasher is below Mab and above Fafin. I feel like Vasher should go above Mab now. I do agree. I do believe Vasher should go above Mab. But do you think Vasher should be below Larimar? I th- think yeah. so. I like Larimar. Larimar's funny. And he's I like nice. Larimar. I uh, agree. So I, th- I think Vasher should be definitely should be above. Uh, should be below Larmar or above Mab. Yes, I um, would agree. Although we did hear about Mab today, and what but, we learned I, makes me like her more. <laughs> yeah, that, but we just heard about her. It's yeah, that's not true. Like, but, and I'm not surprised. It's not like something I was surprised okay. about. Not not enough to change a rank, but Cookie points to Mab to actually being caring enough to share about share yes. with uh, or teach Siri about stuff like that. Uh huh. So the Cookie points go to go to Mab, but she's not going to change rank. Uh, how do you feel about Nightblood? Nightblood. So right now, Nightblood is above Light Song and below Siri. Hmm. I I feel like Nightblood needs to stay. Yeah, I like Nightblood I there. I think Nightblood's good right there because I don't think he can beat Siri yet because I still love Siri's personality. And I love how strong she is. Yeah. But I definitely think Nightblood needs to. He can't be below. He can't lower. Nightblood oh, is yeah. great. Nightblood's, <laughs> Nightblood's amazing. Uh, next up, we heard from Bebid, the new guy. How do you feel about Bebid? Yes, Bebid. Um. I feel mm-hmm. like Bebid is just a chicken crap. What, what's, yeah. Let me see the, the list again. Let me see where I can put him. I feel like below he kind of reminds me of Yarda. I think he goes but below Fafin. I think Fafin. he has more personality than Yarda. Well, wait, wait, who's below Fafin? Let me see. Uh, below Fafin's Yarda. I think he's below Fafin. I think he's below Yarda. I would uh, below Yarda. Yeah, he's chicken. He's 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 a chicken who got blackmailed. But Yarda's so fighting for Yarda. his. But Yarda's fighting for his nation and not actively true. blackmailing against that it. That is true. We will put Bebid. Just Bebid, just Yarda. just on the grounds of being a, <laughs> a uh, you know, uh, 
not. He's a chicken. Yes. He's a chicken and he doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. All right. Nightblood. Nope. Sorry. Did Nightblood. <laughs> uh, light song. Uh, another two words. <laughs> light song. Um, light song right now is below Nightblood and above Avena. Perfect. Which I think is where he needs to stay. Perfect spot. Yep. He does not need to move. Laramar. Laramar. Laramar right now is above. Um, he'll be above Vasher because he was mm-hmm. above Mab, but he'll be above Vasher and below Vavena. We haven't heard from Vavena, and I, I think, think Laramar needs Vavena. to go up. Yeah, he's so funny and so witty. He is, and he I talks w- to his he talks to his god like a like a buddy, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So I think he deserves to go up. Um. All right, that's everybody that we met directly in chapter five. Yes. Chapter six. Uh, Siri, Siri, 100% stays at the top. Yes, I agree. Siri, 100% stays at the top. She, I I don't know, I just love her because she's so, like, these last couple chapters, she's been very, like, we haven't gotten to see the fun personality. Yeah. But she's also, like, I appreciate the fact that she's staying, she's staying so strong in this yeah. situation. Yeah. And I think that gives her lots of bonus points because your normal person wouldn't be able to go through something like that. But she's staying strong because she has to do it for her country. Yeah. I think she. I think she deserves to be there. Yes. Uh, blue fingers. Oh, blue fingers. I um, think he should go fairly high. I agree. He cares he, about Vavena. Yes. Not for funny reasons. You mean Siri? Sorry. Yeah. He cares about Siri. <laughs> Not for funny reasons, but he is just so like genuinely trying. Yes. He's that he like high. he has to do all these horrible things. Yeah. But the fact that he was considerate enough to turn around when she didn't want to see him. He offered to do the bubbles thing or had the the um, servants do the bubbles thing so that. He, she, they, like he couldn't see her he got a elderly doctor instead of a young one because he thought it would make her formula comfortable he told her all this information to basically save her life yeah to not like, get killed he had no reason like he could have just been like okay well you go for yeah, it you wing it have he fun had, he had no reason to do that but he still did and so i i appreciate him for that he's not necessarily the funniest character but i think he's very respectful i think he's so respectful i think he cares so much about the characters yes i think he's actually a good person mm-hmm. uh and also be aware we've met him for one chapter so he might end up being a butthole yes but for now he's been great but yes uh, for now he's been great so what where are you put him i'm thinking below larimar above avena Okay, that's fair. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's a good spot. All right. Coolio. That is what we will do. Awesome. Awesome. Happy with that. Uh, and then finally, another new character. Uh, we heard one line from this character. Their name was Jlan, J-L-A-N. But we're going to, she was one of the maidservants. Um, and we're just going to rank the maidservants as one group, but put them on the list because they are characters that exist Um and here's the issue I have with this, Sydney, about the maid servants. What's your issue? I think they are great because they are great at their job. They have a terrible job and they're doing great with it. Mm-hmm. They are trying to be helpful for Ceciliana, but I think they can't be ranked that high yes. because they don't talk and they're not. They don't have any personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, if at some point we hear more from the maid servants, like sneaking conversations with her, trying to help her in cover without being caught talking to her, stuff like that. Yes. If that happens in the future. I will raise them up a lot. Mm-hmm. But right now, I think they deserve to be like uh, above Bebid. Who's directly above Bebid? Yarda is directly Who's above, above Yarda? Uh, Fafin. Who's Fafin? <laughs> Siri's sister. Oh, yeah, she's there. I think they're right around Fafin. I don't know above or below. You can decide that. But I think they should be right around Fafin. I'm thinking below Fafin because okay. Fafin talks. That's also, right. we have to do... Um, we have to do... Trelides, because Trelides is mentioned again. Trelides, yeah, that's true. Uh, 
I think I, I do think though that Trelawney should stay where about where he was. He I don't think he did at anything. The very bottom. I don't, yeah, I don't think because he he's a jerk. Don't think he did anything good this chapter. So no, I agree. Uh, staying there. Um, also, you you, you want to make a new tier below dead tier for the current God King we got going on? <laughs> yes, absolutely, I do. God so King have, goes even lower. We have Var, and then way down here we have Double Dead King, Double Double, double Dead King, <laughs> Devil Deviled Egg King. <laughs> Uh, Double dead tier, the God King Susabron. Yeah, I think I think he sucks from what we know about him. We he might, does. He's gotten worse. Which we is still not haven't learned anything say. about him, Mm-mm. but he. Uh, well, well, that's not true. We haven't seen anything from him, but from all the conversation about him, he is kind of a whack guy. I agree. He's all right, a jerk. I think that's I think that's all the characters that we got to see this chapter. Go ahead, tell me uh, uh, the ranking right now. All of them. So the ranking right now we have Siri, Nightblood, Lightsong, Larimar, Bluefingers, Ravenna, Vasher, Mab, Fafin, the Maidservants, Yarda, Bebid, D- uh, Dedalon, Trelides, and then Dead Tier we have Var, and then Double Dead Tier we have. The Devil King, the God King. The God King. <laughs> the Deviled Egg King. The Deviled Egg King. Uh, That's Susan his Ron. name now. Um, I am very excited in the future to go back to these tier lists and see how they change throughout time. Because I I think that some of these characters will change wildly up and down throughout. Uh, specifically with my knowledge of the book. Uh, hearing what happens, knowing what happens and hearing where we... There are characters that when you read them, I was like... Wow, they're high. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's I'm excited to see in the future how we change because right now I think that list is about exactly how it is. I think if you want a good character, look to Siri. If you want a bad person, <laughs> look to the God King. Basically. And we've about nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't had any characters yet that are like bad people, but like are really high up on our li- yeah. <laughs> list for some reason. Yeah. Well, we, there's never been so far. There's yet to be a bad character that's also like super cool you yeah. know like, that happens sometimes where it's like you're a bad person like if the joker was in this book <laughs> i would be like the joker is such a good character maybe he's well written maybe the god king will be maybe the god king will be like hilarious why so serious <laughs> he, she walks she walks in bowing and you just hear why so serious <laughs> that makes you really funny yeah. i feel like i kind of can see him doing something like that though you do. You think yeah, so? Yeah, I do. No one's heard the God King speak other than the select few. So like, freaking even Bluefingers hasn't heard him speak to them. Yeah. You think he's gonna be end up being a talkative, funny guy? I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like maybe not necessarily like talkative and funny, but I feel like she's gonna bow and do all this stuff, and he's gonna be like, "Why the heck are you doing this?" Because mm. Bluefingers doesn't really know if this uh, is how it's gonna go. So you so, think he's gonna be like, let's get the formality. Come over here. Kinda, yeah. I feel like I could see that happening. I don't necessarily because I feel like the God King's a jerk and he probably wants this. But like I can also <laughs> kind of see it like him being like, Why just come over here? Let's just do this. Maybe the God King wants a challenge. He's been handed everything all his life. Maybe he <laughs> wants a challenge. Make me fight for you, Siri. <laughs> be, That'd be funny. Yeah, be be hard play hard to get, Siri. Play hard come to on. Get. <laughs> Come on, Siri. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I think that's good with the characters. Do you have any other theories, Sydney, for where this story is going to be going? Hmm. Uh, I I don't know. I still stand with by my thing I said last week about Light Song and Siri being really close and them possibly being lovers. I could see that. You think Light Song and Siri could still become? I do, actually. I feel like they make a good couple. I th- my issue with that is, <laughs> just from not even about knowing the book in the future, 
I can't imagine having a fair w- uh, on the God King. Yeah, no, that's because fair. that's the God King. I Everything know. we've heard is <laughs> you make him upset while you're doing him, and he will kill you. Imagine doing having an affair with the God King. Uh, it's no, I don't. Okay, I don't really think that's what's going to happen. But like, it could. I do kind of think they would be a good a good couple. That they they are they are very similar personalities that would work. Yes. Of like, hey, I don't care about this. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> well, they also care enough to like do good things. Do good for the people I, who are yes. them. Yeah. Yes. I think I think this this uh, in my opinion. If we had a bit that was rank those chapters, <laughs> uh, my chapter six would be at the bottom, in my opinion, and your chapter five would be second. I, It'd be second the to the prologue. Oh, the prologue. I, I freaking love the prologue. <laughs> I think it's such a good way to open this book with a dark but still kind of funny, like, uh, prison escape sequence almost. <laughs> it introduces so much. I think it's so well written. Yeah. I think my here I I can actually tell you exactly the order of my of my of my oh, regular gosh. chapters. Colin's no, it would preparing be, for this. It moment. would be prologue, chapter five, chapter two, chapter one, chapter four, three, six. <laughs> that would be the order of the current chapters. Rip chapter six. Um, and I don't know why I thought about this. Chapter six will forever be at the bottom for Colin. It's never it's moving. So up. bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's worse than her dad, and I hate her dad. It's so funny because the first episode you were like, well, her dad's not that bad. And now you're like <laughs> ripping into him more than I am. He wasn't even mentioned in this book and these chapters. You've, you've, it was funny though. Cause I was like, the dad's fine. And then you were, <laughs> you were against him so much. And I was like, you're right. He sucks. And then uh, even because I've been reading it more in depth for this podcast than I did the first time I read it, seeing like her trying to, to, um, like wrestle with the idea that my dad loves me, but also did this yeah. just breaks my freaking heart uh-huh. so much. So far that's happened to Siri just breaks my heart. And, uh, Siri's had it rough. She yeah. had it so good. She was so unimportant, could do whatever she wanted. And now she's just got it real bad. And that's why I'm excited for your prediction of, she's just going to be just a, just a boss. Just can, she is, she is 100% going to kick by. And I believe that even more now that I know that she's got a lot of breath. She's going to use that. No, she's got one breath. She's got one powerful breath, Sydney. She does not have a lot of breath. She has not stolen breath. Well, that's true. But either way. You think that that signifies she's going to be good with breath? Yes. She's got a strong breath. She's going to kick butt. (laughs) I 100% am calling it now. I hope she does because this chapter really made me sad. I hope that our conversation over about this chapter made you a little bit better about it <laughs> reader because i hope that you're not just devastated as as i was coming into this chapter um but you know it gets better i promise i, I mean, read hey, the cha- she made it through this awful chapter yeah i think she can make it through the rest of the book same with, and kick butt same with us we made it through this awful chapter <laughs> i think we can make it through the rest of the book and kick butt um, <laughs> but yeah i've read the book it's not a spoiler to say it gets better i promise like not the writing or anything the writing is already great but like just the awkwardness and the terribleness stuff yeah that stuff gets better it gets it goes away as the book goes on so that's good all right i think that's everything thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of fantasy book club Sydney, you want to go ahead and wrap us up Yes. So as a reminder, next week we will be reading chapter seven, eight, and nine. So make sure you have those read before you come on. Three, three. You have to, or Sydney will kick you out of the club. I will. Just kidding. No, I won't. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. I like that. that. I love you. I love you. (laughs) Um, Anyways, we also want to say just thank you to everyone who's supporting. We 
really appreciate it. Really but, do. Um, also, thank you to Alizia for letting us uh, use your song, Wind Runner Remake, as the intro and outro for our podcast. Um, that is A-L-E-Z-E-I-A on Spotify. So yeah. go check that out. The music's great. We love it. It's great music. The, 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 it works so good as an intro and outro uh, uh, sound, like genuinely. It really does, yes. All right. Uh, is there anything else we need to say before we wrap up? Check out the other shows on uh, prattpodcast.com. See all the shows I do. And check yes. out Sydney's storiesbysydney.com uh, where she's going to post her story she does. She's going to post stuff like that. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. That helps a lot. Yes, and thank you Apple. to everyone who has reviewed and will continue yes. to. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. Uh, join the Discord. That's on the website. There's a click link to the Discord. It's like a community that we'll do. Uh, we appreciate you so much. Thank you, guys. Goodbye. Peace. Why are you still here? The show's over.